Tell me who had believed, had believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Smith Wigglesworth used to work with a man who had been a Baptist minister for 20 years. The man, Brother Clark, ministered to Smith the Word of God as Smith was growing up. The man came to Smith Wigglesworth and said, The doctor says this is the last day that my wife has to live. Smith said to him, Oh, Brother Clark, why don't you believe God? He said, God can raise her up if you will only believe him. Brother Clark replied, I have looked at you when you talked and have wept and said, Father, if you could give me this confidence, I would be so happy. Wigglesworth said, could you trust God? He believed that God would heal her. Smith sent a word to a certain man and asked him if he would go with him to a dying woman and believed that the two of them would go and anoint her according to James 5, 14 and 15, she would be raised up. That reads, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. The prayer of faith. This man replied to Smith, why do you come to me? I could not believe. Although I believe the Lord would be sure to heal her if you would go. So then Wigglesworth sent word to another man and asked him to go with him. Smith said this man could pray by the hour. He said when he was on his knees, he could go around the world three times and come out at the same place. So Smith told him that whatever his impression was to be sure and go on and pray right through. They entered the house. Smith asked this man to pray first. The man cried in his desperation and prayed that this brother Clark might be comforted after he was left with these little motherless children and that he would be comforted and that he might be strengthened to bear his sorrow. Smith could hardly wait till he was finished. His whole being was moved. He thought, what an awful thing to bring this man all this way and for him to pray this way. What was the matter with him? He was looking at the dying woman instead of looking at God. As Smith shares, you can never pray the prayer of faith if you look at the person who's needing it. There is only one place to look, and that is to Jesus. You have to get your eyes on him. When this man had finished, Wigglesworth said to Brother Clark, Now you pray. Brother Clark took up the same thread where the other man had left off and went on with the same kind of prayer. Smith said he got so down beneath the burden that he thought he'd never rise again, and he was glad when he was through. Smith said he could not have borne it much longer. The prayer seemed to be the most out-of-place prayers he had ever heard. The whole atmosphere was being charged with unbelief. Unbelief. Smith's soul was stirred. He was eager for God to get a chance and do something and have his way. When Brother Clark finished, Smith did not wait to pray, but he rushed up to the bed 
and tipped the oil bottle, pouring nearly the whole contents on the woman. And then Smith saw Jesus just above the bed with the sweetest smile on his face. And Wigglesworth said to the woman, Woman, Jesus Christ makes you whole. The woman stood up, perfectly healed, and she remained a strong woman for the rest of her life. As Smith puts it, Oh, beloved, may God help us to get our eyes off the conditions and the symptoms, no matter how bad they may be, and get them fastened on Jesus. Then can you pray the prayer of faith. I have the perfect song for this. Paul Peters is here live, and he's going to do for us Bethlehem, I Believe. Bethlehem, he was born there, I believe, I believe, Galilee. Jesus walked there, I believe, I believe, Gethsemane, my Savior prayed there, on Calvary, he died alone, but the tomb he left there, I believe. tomb he left there I believe I believe I believe I believe now he lives and reigns forever
believe, I believe, I believe. Now he lives and reigns forever, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great. Grant us grace. Grant your people grace to repent. Father, open our eyes that we can see, open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto the power of God. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like us to begin by turning to Romans 1. And if you have a Bible, I would like you to turn there. I have learned on my own self, it works better. If I look at it, why I also listen to it. Amen. Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not timid. I am not afraid to use it. For it is the power of God. It is the power of God. What is the power of God? What is the ability of God? The gospel. The gospel is. The power of God. It is the ability of God. It is where the power of God comes from for you. It says, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, to everyone that believeth, not to just your mother or your father or your pastor or your preacher or your evangelist, to everyone that believeth. Now, we have been talking about the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And I want to bring something to your attention that you may not realize, that I didn't realize, and I didn't realize the depth of it until recently. I would like you to turn with me to Galatians 3.13. This is about Jesus on the cross. Verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Amen. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. We're going to take a look at this verse a little in more depth. First of all, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law. Let's turn to Deuteronomy. Wow, I said it right for once. I've always had trouble with that book. Deuteronomy, I'm not going to say it anymore because... <laughs> verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. 
What happens when you don't obey the law? This is what happens. Cursed shall thou be in the city. Cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. Cursed, and that's your children. And, and the fruit of thy land, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in. Cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. And it goes on and on and on and on about the curses that happen when we won't obey God's law. The curses. Have you ever experienced or known somebody that just couldn't get a break? That just couldn't get a break. Something was always happening. Either someone was always sick or something was happening to the car or the house or the money or everything. Have you ever been there? I have. I have. And I want to show you and I can show you how to get out. Let's go back to that verse in Galatians. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Amen. This verse says that Jesus became a curse for us. Amen. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Have you ever researched that? Have you ever found out where that came from? I want you to go back to Deuteronomy again. We're going to go to verse uh, chapter 21. This is what Galatians is referring to. Verse 22 of Deuteronomy 21. And if a man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be to be put to death, and thou hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou in any wise bury him that day. Now look at this next phrase. For he that is hanged is accursed of God. Amen. He is accursed of God. Any man that is hung on a tree is accursed of God. Do you realize the strength of that statement? Do you realize how profound that statement is? Not accursed of men, accursed of God. Accursed of God. God accurses him. What happens when God accurses him? All those things that happened in Deuteronomy 28. Accursed. You know, Ai, the city of Ai, um, Achan went and took some Babylonian garments out of, uh, what was it, uh, Jericho. And the whole people was accursed. Accursed. And you know what God said? I won't be with you anymore. Amen. I won't be with you anymore. And when they went out to Ai, a bunch of them died because of one man. A bunch died because of one man. And you know what happened to that one man? He died and his whole family died. Amen. His whole family died. Accursed. Accursed. That's what happens when a man is hung on a tree. He is accursed of God, of God, not of man, of God. Now, do you realize what that's saying? Jesus was accursed. Like I said the last time, Jesus did a noble act, but he did not die a noble death. He died a death of shame. He died a death now accursed of God. That is why Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God accursed him on that tree. 
I cursed him on that tree, turned his back on him, wasn't with him, wasn't with him. Why? Why did God do that to his own son? Why did God accurse his own son, his own beloved son, accursed him? Turn to Isaiah 53. I'm going to begin in verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord. It pleased Jehovah. It pleased God to bruise him. He has put him to grief. But now shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. It pleased the Lord to accurse his own son. It pleased the Lord to accurse his own son. Why? Verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Do you see how perfect this sacrifice was? Jesus not only became your sin, he not only became your sickness, your disease, he also became your curse. He took your shame. He became your curse. Your curse. You know, this is not just theory. I have walked this. I have walked this. There were years back when I lived in Frisco. There were several years where it seemed like every time I turned around, one of my children needed stitches. It was uh, for silly things. Falling in the living room, hitting the fireplace, falling on a toy truck, a Christmas ornament, outside riding their bicycle. Every time I turned around, somebody was getting stitches. And one day, it dawned on me, my God, there's a curse in my house. Amen. There's a curse in my house. Do you know it says here in the Bible that curses come from the second, third, fourth generation? It wasn't something I had done. But that curse was showing up in my children. And frankly, I didn't like having to stitch them up. I went after it. I started praying. I started loosening my children and me and the house from that curse. Do you know I overcame and they never did it again? We never had any more stitches. I overcame. I delivered them from that curse. I had another daughter, my firstborn, ended up keep getting earaches. Infection, you know, when their ch children get their ear infected. She was on her third one. God healed her. He not only healed her, he delivered her from the curse. Do you know she never had another ear infection? Do you know I had three children after her and none of them ever had another ear infection? Why? Because Jesus became accursed for them. He became accursed for them. Just recently, my daughter has had some serious female problems. And when she would get her period, they would be so bad that she would faint at work. She would have to spend several days in bed with nausea, not to mention all that had to deal with it. 
She was here one day praying with us in the fellowship hall. I mentioned it to Doyle. Doyle walked over. Doyle, the president of this ministry, an apostle and prophet, walked over to her, took her hand, broke the curse over her, broke it in Jesus' name. Do you know she never had that problem again? Never. Never. The curse was broken. Where was it broken? It was broken when Jesus became a cursed for us. Do you know you can do that too? Do you know if you have the spirit of Jesus in you, you can do the same thing? Amen. You can break the curse. You can break this thing that is causing you all these troubles. You know, I hear from people that every time they turn around, something's happening. Break the curse over your life in Jesus' name. It is possible. It's Jesus in you doing it, not you. Why did he become a curse for you? So you could overcome these things. So the devil can get out of your life. Break the curse in Jesus' name. We have a song here. The Water of Life boys, they're going to sing for you. I am. And while they're doing that, break that curse that you know is in your house. Break it in Jesus' name. Join your faith with the anointing on this song.
lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads, saith the Lord. Lift up your heads. Look to the one that redeemed you. Look to the one that went to the cross for you. Look to the one that died for you, that was buried for you, that was raised again for you. Look to the one. Look to the one that is strong and mighty and mighty to deliver. Don't look to your mother. Don't look to your father. Don't look to your preacher. Look to me, saith the Lord, the one strong and mighty, the one mighty for battle, the one that is able to deliver you out of every situation you face. Look to me and thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He is mighty to save. He is mighty to save you out of every situation. You are looking and saying, oh, but he can't do this. He can do that. You are looking at your situation and saying, there is no hope. There is no way out. There is a way out. And his name is Jesus. And he comes through the gospel. That power, there is a way out. There is a way out in your situation. Go to the gospel. Go to Jesus. Put your eyes on him. Don't look at anything else but him. He is mighty to deliver you. Do you need born again? Do you need born again? Romans 10, 13 says, Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Call on the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the Internet at www.KathyDavidsonWOL.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.